Hello and welcome to Michael in Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast where we figure out, we really just try and figure out or we think about everything. Um, this is episode 172. My name is Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. I heard a podcast um, this week where the guy gets, a, there's this like voiceover person to announce him each episode and says a little factoid about him. So if you've got a little factoid, what's your favourite snack? I don't know. Yogurt. My favourite snack is yogurt. My favourite snack is carrots. Oh, Virtue no. signalling at your face. And I'm yeah, gonna... yogurt's not my favourite <laughs> snack anyway. It's hummus. Yeah, it is. It's what? Mousse. Hummus. 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 <laughs> Another goo. Um, this week we've uh, we've decided to talk about how it's too hot, and it's going to be all about freaking miserable stuff so you got that no, it isn't. it's not optimistic <laughs> really optimistic a, an optimistic look at what we can do about all of this and just we'll just have a bit of a talk about what's going on because i'm in milan where it's been getting hotter um and it's a, it's a very different sort of environment to uh try and you know work and do things in to london that's for sure and i'm going back tomorrow so this is the end of it thankfully but <laughs> Being too hot, and Ivanka's in Croatia, it where un- also it's hot. It is also hot and dry, very, very dry, dry, dry. But that's better, hot. right? Um, I don't, well, it is for for uh, walking around, but not so good for your garden. Okay, I see. You see, but not humid though. No, not particularly humid. No. We had a weird humid week where there was sand from the Sahara, like oh, a horrible yeah. grey blanket. Not grey, sort of a ready grey blanket. It was very freaky. Yeah, sounded uh, but like that's gone um, now. <laughs> sounded like Mordor. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> so, um, like, yeah, we'll just talk about how it's too hot, and obviously, mm. you know, some places are having much more serious problems with the heat, and um, let's just, you know, figure out what we're going to do about all this. So let's just go into the episode. <laughs> How is it going, Ivanka? What's the temperature there? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I have no idea. It's in the 30s. Uh, but it's a, there's a pleasant northerly wind this morning. Did an 8k walk before 8K. breakfast. 8K. Uh, we went on a nice loop, me and um, Nick, because my mum's here, which means that we can leave the house and the child unattended. Well, you know, unattended right. by us. <laughs> uh, so we went off together, had a little walk. To the, it suits the dogs as well because they can come home and then they, they're calm for the rest of the day. Did that today and I have finished I finished my big contract on Wednesday. Yay. So yesterday I, I went for an afternoon sleep and slept from like half one till four. <laughs> it was lovely. Would you characterise that as a siesta? Oh, absolutely. Um. But I've been missing out on siestas, you see. The whole family go for a siesta and I've been working. <laughs> is outrageous uh so yes so i i'm back to being able to live in a hot place because get up early do stuff go to sleep do stuff again in the afternoon evening so that was nice went out Mm. for dinner went for sushi found Mm. a sushi place on the island how is it 
It was right? good, actually. It was nice. Quite expensive, but then... We, we had some expensive sushi this week. It was good, but flipping heck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those, well, we won't do that too often. <laughs> um, the child lost an, another tooth fell out whilst in the restaurant. It's always wow, exciting. You never know which way that's going to go. Horrific. For <laughs> all <like laughs> well, the other diners. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Well, I don't know if it's been a good week. Certainly it was a good day yesterday, and it's the day today started off well. How has your week <laughs> been, fine. Michael? Right, well, I'm going to tell you about... Well, we're we're going back to London tomorrow after six weeks here in Milano. So we had our um, our pre-flight COVID test yesterday, and I just wanted to like contrast the experiences we had. So um, we like it was like we went to this building, and it was it was like this private health care facility, and there were two people outside, and they gave you they put the thermometer on your head, and they gave you a ticket, and you went in, you went to the counter, and they helped you sort of filling in all the forms, and there's barcodes and stamps and registrations and passwords, and then you um and then uh sort of went into a room with the the lady, and she spoke to me in Italian, and I had to try and figure out how to I was like on my own having to try and speak Italian. Oh no, my how do I say that? my partner has the passport I need to go and get it uh, and like so she could see that I was like I said I'm sorry I don't you know I said um uh, I said sorry in Italian I sort of said sorry I'm English I'm, my Italian's not great um and then but she was like she she thought I was the cutest thing in the whole world as I <laughs> sort of struggled <laughs> to find my words and then the actual test itself was a bit like she you know put your head back uh solo la neza uh and she sort of went in and then um it was it was fine it's not pleasant but it was like i think it was about the 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 perfect balance of how unpleasant it needs to be um and uh then after she says quindi chiminote and then come back go and have a coffee like i'm trying to, i don't want to i should say it in italian but and she was like i capito i'm like si 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 quindi chiminote and she's like oh, tu italiano è molto bene and um, i'm sort of like okay uh. <laughs> but so we go for a coffee come back she gives you the res- we, we're negative by the way and results are registered on the really. computer you can download it in the app tomorrow this was in stark contrast to the test that we got to leave, which was in um, sort of Notting Hill area, where we walked around. We found this sort of chemist, this pharmacy. We went in. We went, can we have this test? We thought it was going to be a hundred and something, and it was it was more. And like we got, but we realised we could get the different one. And then like the guy that was supposed to do it wasn't there. He was like, I'll be on. And then the other guy was like, Oh no, I'll do it. And and you go into this sort of like little room that just did not feel <laughs> sanitary like it just felt like this feels really sketchy and it's like, oh i'm not gonna i can't do it. this guy hardly didn't really speak english very well and he sort of like i had to do my own swab so i sort of like overdid it and then as we were waiting for the results this guy came in yelling about his prescription and then refused to pay for the prescription and then the guy behind the counter started swearing at him and and like yelling and, and it was this really hectic situation it was like complete the complete opposite of the millennium experience where we just sat in a nearby cafe and had a cappuccino and a croissant until we came back to the sort of pristine thing this was like oh my god someone's gonna get shot or stabbed or something in the next five minutes like his mask not on properly and oh my god but um either way that's done we've got our things we'll be flying tomorrow and uh yeah we'll be back in the uk um so that was fun um that was amazing 
and uh, yeah and, and and the other th- and I've just um, and I've been doing my interviews for um, with my shoot users so I, I talked to someone who does um, like paper craft stuff online and films that and had a really good conversation with someone and and she rec- said I was, I was like how did you learn how to do all this like mailing list users workshops thing like kind of get this online business going and she told me about a couple of podcasts so I've just been like saturating myself in wall-to-wall like um, smart passive income podcast and just like passive income it's you know like I mean technically I've got a passive income but like every week my numbers are like beyond my control and I'm starting to freak out because I think it really is on the decline now that the stuff I'm getting for free but that's why we've got to got to pick up my game and my focus i've been working on the new thing but then freaking out that it's a, another orthogonal thing where my focus is completely all over the place but anyway that's my week just a lot of um a lot of stuff and just being a bit too hot let's uh So, oh, that music was about to kick off and I <laughs> cut it off prematurely. It was about to be a good bit. Maybe we'll go back to it. Um, there were some spinny things from Rome as well, so uh, to spinny our one things. viewer. Um, right. It, it is too hot. I've, I'm just like, I've given up on not running the air conditioner while I'm working in here. I do, I turn it off and on, but like if I'm doing the podcast, my laptop gets too hot. My laptop can't yeah. handle the heat. Like I can just about handle it, but my laptop can't. Like that's annoying. Yeah. That is annoying. That's a problem. I uh, uh, I don't have aircon in the house. Mm. But you've got a well constructed house that works. I've got better. a well. In, yeah. How is I've it? I've got a well well insulated house that uh, works a lot better. Fans make the fan the ceiling fan makes a huge difference. Mm. We sleep very well at night. I don't have any problems with heat at night. Mm. I've just not quite got the bit outside my office. The greenery hasn't grown big enough right, yet. Okay. I need it to be a deeper shade because <laughs> then, uh, so that's, you know, I'm not quite, you know, I'm still refining. Hmm. Um, but yes, working so, in an office with computers hmm. is not, it, it's tricky, I think, hot. in this heat. And, yeah. and also challenge one of it being really hot and bright outside is that you find yourself sitting in the dark because yeah. you've got to like shade everything down i'm like and now i've got like like two like three lights on just so that i'm lit for the podcast but i've got the yeah. air conditioning going because otherwise my laptop overheats and my video starts chopping out and the stream starts going wrong and um it's just uh it's this weird thing where you feel like oh, there's energy coming in why i'm but i'm not using that energy to power anything and i'm just blocking it out and like i should really have some this should all be solar like i'm really yeah. missing a trick here yeah yeah, the, uh, mm. but that's the uh, that's but that was my uh, good news conversation this mm. morning. I was talking to, as you know, uh, our regular listeners will know that I did a contract to get solar panels fitted to that house in end of January. Right. We're now July, and uh, I had to. I made a phone call. So creation customer service means that nobody really tells you anything because mm. you know they don't want to inconvenience themselves by providing any sort of customer service. Uh, so you have to chase them. So I phoned up yesterday morning and was like, look, people, this mm. is not okay. You need to tell me what's going on. I'm not waiting. Anyway, I was I was sufficiently polite yet forceful 
uh, which that it meant that I did actually get a phone call back telling me that no, they still hadn't heard from the electricity board with mm. the piece of paper that said yes, you may have solar panels. Mm. Um, and then I so I phoned up my again. This is a country where if you don't know somebody, nothing works. So I have I've activated my people I know, and uh, they I sent them an email immediately yesterday, and then this morning I got a phone call going look. You're basically trailblazing. Mm. The local electricity board knows that they're supposed to do this, but no one's asked them to do it before, and they don't really know how, and they need something and some piece of paper, and somebody's got to, you know, put a stamp on it. And you're basically creating a, pro forcing them to create a process for mm. a requirement. It's like, you know, we've never had a freedom of information request, so therefore we don't know how to deliver one or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of. So, um, so I actually, weirdly, even though. I'm no closer to having solar panels. I actually felt pleasantly reassured by this. I felt, mm. felt, felt somewhat lifted because the people doing the activating for me are also now looking into getting solar panels because they're like, well, right. actually, because there's this kind of myth that doing a lot of these things is going to be re not worth it. It's not worth mm. it. Why would you get solar panels? Oh, it's not worth it. You know, it takes you years to make your money back and yeah. it's a lot of work and it's just not worth it. That's Croatian mythology. Mm. Yeah, mythology is the right word. But so by actually doing it, I feel like I'm amplifying myself beyond <laughs> just sticking solar, you know. Yeah. So beyond just having clean energy for my house, I'm also sort of being able to have conversations with people that otherwise I wouldn't be having. Yeah. And... You know, even the people I phoned up yesterday, I was like, look, these solar panels are really important to me. I'm not just doing it for a laugh. <laughs> like, I don't want the solar yeah. panels. If I'd have, like, I chose you because you're supposed to be able to do this and you're supposed to be a proper European firm. So mm -hmm. do it. So, yes, so solar panels is, uh, that's my little bit of weird, random climate activism. Mm in my village do you think um the fact that we're eldest siblings makes us particularly suited to trailblazing this sort of thing <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> a good question it's like first one to go out first one to negotiate curfews first one to negotiate solar panels so we had to um, deal with a lot of unknowns um, and then everyone else just copies and you're like oh, yeah. wow. and yeah, i get to have a yeah. better time <laughs> Or, or parents work out what's worth the bother of trying to enforce and what isn't. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But it is, yeah, I think. Uh, it, but in a week where, like, I think, that, you know, you and I are talking about the, the heat in a, yeah, in a European kind of like where we are. But uh, the Canada. news of the heat is not good. Canada is really got, like, record, the hottest, the hottest temperatures on record it's not good it's, it's not it's, good at all it's one of these things like you the i think the architecture of a place is sort of grows from the normal climate there and so if you're in spain you've got like a nice white house that reflects loads of sunlight but i always get annoyed in london that people uh, it's like it's only going to get hotter so if you sort of act like oh it's only going to get hot for like two weeks of the year so it's not worth doing anything but then you see like what happens if you just ignore the reality that things are going to get hot people actually are dying so that's yeah, um, they, yeah 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 british columbia people are dying sudden deaths has tripled the usual number like because it's just because also this idea that when it gets really hot you can continue to live and work the way you do i mean 
it, my mum's visiting and she she hates walking she has mm. hated walking her whole life okay <laughs> and so and when she walks with me as a rule i am being told off for walking too fast and okay. marching but in the summer here i'm like mother slow down <laughs> can't walk at this speed we need to you know the aim is to get to the shop without sweating right. <laughs> so <how> slowly <laughs> we need to walk is you know it, we need to adapt we can't keep marching as if i mean even my walk this morning 8k walk took us two hours right you know, okay. that's not that's not my speed mm. but it works i arrived home without a headache without heat stroke <laughs> without i did also leave at quarter to six this morning Oof. but you know what i mean it's like um i think this you like adapting to the environment around you rather than trying to fight it is yeah. an important element of of living anyway but living in a changing climate 100 percent. let's imagine i mean do we need everyone to start tearing down their uh, <laughs> buildings and replacing them with ones that can withstand more heat like you get into this kind of like infrastructure problem where if, you, if you're sort of applying air conditioning to a building or solar panels even or whatever you're applying like to a yeah. building after it's already been built with a different climate in mind it's, it's never going to work quite as well as if you replace but then like are we just going to assume that we should probably like sort all this stuff out i, I think though insulation is insulation and it mm. works when it's cold and it works when it's hot yeah. and really a lot of the climate change is about new extremes of weather so it's not we can't just bank on the fact that our summers are going to get hotter mm. we can also you know anticipate our winters getting colder and freak storms and, and the water one is tricky i think mm. Uh, flooding but yeah. like i think there's a lot of things if we, just by by fitting insulation i remember i was re i went to a talk caroline lucas did in brighton one time and she was talking about like you know after the second world she was drawing parallels to after the second world war uh, you know the nh creating the nhs also created jobs mm. and we've talked about this in anyway but like if we just had a load of people going around fitting insulation to existing buildings mm. it would create jobs save energy yeah. save on um uh, save the carbon footprint make places more pleasant to live in i mean our house in brighton is a pain uh, more from a like in our loft it's hard to sleep there in the summer because mm. we don't have adequate uh, it's good enough for a, a a temperate climate it's not good enough when there's a heat wave mm. so it just becomes ridiculous and that's a you know that I that was lack of forethought on my part, I'd say, or our well, part. It's a uh, green new deal is something yeah. that it would be lovely to have, because. But you know the uh, the the entrepreneurs aren't going to build uh, insulation firms because it's just not profitable, and the invisible hand of the market knows everything, and it's fine. Um, I'm, Sharon's put a comment in chat. <laughs> I need to like translate into a way that 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 um, goes into my policy of not like make putting something on the podcast that i would be upset if the person it was about found but we do have we do share a house with a building with someone that is prone to uh leaving the um just the front door open when it's too hot and my bike's just there and it's like thanks <laughs> thanks for doing that um and she says retrofitting was a huge deal when she was working for the building charity as well so don't know. So I think retrofitting work. I mean, this house is—it's it, all been retrofitted mm. to. 
it was built, you know, in the 80s. Um, and it's, you know, a concrete. We bought a, a concrete shell yeah. and just added stuff to the outside of it. Hmm. You know, it's which is you you know be hard to do. The the we've talked about yeah, I, I but it's it's amazing. <laughs> I am constantly amazed by how well it works. Yeah, uh, but it does rely on you also. As soon as the sun comes on the house, on the subject of living in the dark, mm-hmm. you've got to get up, close the shutters, close the windows, yeah. not let the the light in. Yeah, uh, but you it's know, a bit of a weird situation. I'm going to clip. much of because i'm you know a software engineer so much of how i look at this whether it's politics well not politics but like infrastructure but um it all comes through this lens of engineering where um it's uh like this thing of do you if your sort of under foundations or initial assumptions are wrong and then you build something and then you just end up with something that you just it just becomes this um this mess of hacks upon hacks upon hacks and yeah. that's why human beings are so awkward because that's how dna writes its code um and then but it's like how do you like that there's this and then as an engineer like and it, obviously it's easier with code to do this than with a building it's like there's always this tendency to want to like throw everything out and start again but you never end up with something that you know you just end up with different problems and sometimes you yeah, just yeah, sort of yeah. need to work with what you've got sometimes and stop like yeah. going oh no i need to change everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it will be fine like the technical debt conversation yeah oh we've got so much technical debt we can't possibly make any new features we need to re-platform and then it's like when we re-platform do we just build the same thing that we had before with the new thing or do we actually take this as an opportunity to actually look at what the thing does and mm. yeah this there is a I have, technical debt is a nice way of talking there is a lot of technical debt in the world of things there of is. expectation never mind even the physical buildings and stuff but the expectations of how we can live mm. is also a bit yeah messed up we, like you need these bio bio flats <laughs> with bio. made of trees and mushroom matter and all that kind of thing don't we um, why is everything? Everyone loves concrete. Is amazing. Like it's a liquid it that turn, you can just pour the liquid in, and then it becomes a solid that you can live in. Do you yeah. think? Um, oh, I don't know. Do you want to have a bre- like? Is three D printing buildings going to fix everything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything's going to fix. Any one thing is going to fix everything. No, no, I think uh, on on a random concrete conversation, I used to. Uh, when I you've just reminded me when I was a young teenager I used to do English tutoring for a professor of concrete <laughs> mm. so I used to go and see him once a week so he could practice his English and I used to translate uh, huge numbers of papers about concrete <laughs> academic okay. papers so I know so quite a lot expert. but I don't randomly know stuff about concrete and <laughs> how quickly it deteriorates and random stuff anyway uh yeah (laughs) but yes i think the thing is we're all looking for this magic 
And it is. Everyone just wants a map. Oh, do you know what? We'll do this and everything will be all right. And there mm-hmm. is no one, let's do this and everything will be all right. What, like, but unless we accept that we need to do stuff and lots of it and, you know, solar panels, um, my fancy new yogurt maker that I bought this morning. Because <laughs> we, we have a constant, like, uh, it's very awkward to recycle around here. It's very, mm. and that one of our biggest things that we've got no choice of, of vessel that it arrives in is yogurt. Right. Or this plastic. Yeah. And, uh, so I've bought a yogurt maker now. A yogurt uh, maker. So we'll see. We'll Listen see up, what Shaz. that does to. It is possible <laughs> to make yogurt. <laughs> and it, you can buy different cultures. You can actually make vegan yogurt with it, apparently, but I'm going for cow yogurt. But at the moment. Um, so, you know, there's lots of little things. The, the, this idea that and, and you need to you can't just be really brilliant in one bit of your life yay I live in a mushroom house sorted yeah. you know there's like I'm going to go um, on 20 flights a year yeah, exactly. <laughs> to tell it's people like, about my mushroom house I mean, I mean we were in a in a we were driving around the other day in our car burning fuel the other day mm. and my mum we were looking in this place on the other part of the island is building a new hotel and my mum was looking at it and she goes seem very confident that we're going to go back to mass travel hmm. and uh and she was like i just can't see you know pa- with pandemic stuff it's like pandemic plus ca- climate she's like okay once a year go on a holiday hmm. but can we go back to four flights a year just for your holidays or just it's for like, work like yeah yeah 10 flights a year for work like that's so much travel that that you don't need to do i think i could i'd have to be it i don't think any eco adjustments i'll make for the rest of my life are going to make up for all the flights i've done for work to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i've done like i've been literally around one trip i was like new york for 10 days hong kong and back again so all the way around (laughs) i mean it's insane anyway it is insane Okay, well, that's good. That's good. I can go on a trip. I looked at how to, flying to Hong Kong, and uh, they've got some uh, strict COVID regulations <laughs> for people okay. coming from England. <laughs> like, you've got to do 21 days in a hotel quarantine. 21 days? Yeah. So, basically, you're not coming for a few days. No. When, when are they going to do, like, when did, will it start being valid, you know, if you've got double vaccines covid passports and all that i saw yeah. the some of the eu's not approved the indian making of the astrazeneca so i, I don't think i've got so it's the, the, the what you were saying about like the covid um uh what's the word nationalism or whatever mm. <laughs> like yeah, vaccine yeah, yeah, yeah. nationalism that's uh i don't know we're just gonna get these weird things um uh what was i gonna say uh, i was gonna what are you gonna say i don't know like is it too, it's just it's it's a hard subject to really keep going it's too hot um it's the too, yeah. the fact that it's uh so banksy sold that thing didn't he of that there's a mountain banksy painting of washington washington's mount rainier which offers brutal critique of the climate cells for 6.3 million so obviously like everyone subject to a limited period only is written on the bottom when there's a mountain that is going to melt in the background um so it's it's like and i think like it's pretty i don't know i feel like it's been this climate stuff has been mainstream for like 40 years everybody knows yeah (laughs) 
Everyone, it's like being out at a pub with your friend and everyone knows that they've drunk too much mm. and they need to be taken home and nobody's actually taking them home. It's like, come on, mate. And it's you've, like, they're just like... They're, you've had enough. <laughs> and it's almost like, uh, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a good time. And then it's like this disconnect between the fact that you're going to pay for it the next day by not being able yeah. to do anything or the next two days if you get older. Like, it's just, you're just it's so addicted yeah. to doing the thing, like the drinking, 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 that you just can't even... It just kind of clouds yeah. out the, the costs, and and it's those secondary effects of climate change, the sort of like re, like refugees, climate refugees, and all that kind of thing that are just and that have these secondary knock-on, like yeah. the fueling the right-wing agenda by you know yeah. you've got all this you know people coming from all over the place now because of the rampant you know short-termist capitalism that has been going on. And it's even like it's like get. But, somebody else though in this whole if the drinking scenario somebody else is having to have your hangover and miss work like you for many of us it's not even us that are the ones directly that are going to be interesting like with drinking we'll do it even though it's we that is going to directly suffer the next day but when you're not going to directly suffer and i and it did like i said last week like looking at the show your stripes like um it did seem like some places are having a lot more visible effect of climate change than in a lot of the plate centers of all this consumption so like yeah yeah, yeah exactly places and yeah yeah, yeah. And uk I mean, like you're not seeing it as badly tw- I've, I've i you know sometimes i dip into sort of the american internet and things like what we've i'm sure i've said this on the podcast but it's 2021 and there's places where hanging your washing outside on a line seems to be controversial in america <laughs> Seems to be like whole, you know. Instead of using a dryer, yeah, it's like it's like the a sort of a controversial mess. I don't know what the, I really don't know what the logic is, but it's like this controlling the environment, picket fences, making it, you know, our neighbourhood look a certain way, and therefore you can't hang your washing up in your own garden. I mean. I, well, I was gonna, I was gonna mention the suburbs because um, I saw this video about like how that whole thing is like the whole suburbs are just they're they're funded by the cities and their infrastructure is completely unsustainable. Like it's the, the roads and in America, all these roads are just going to hell because they sort of built them, but they're they're not generating money for the suburbs. The suburbs are, because it's all just residential, it's not generating any any income. So it's just like the city has to pay for it and and then that means that taxes are disproportionately going to these white people in the suburbs and not getting used to you know sort of rebuild infrastructure it's it's that the, the whole short-termist weird thing but also i heard that the trellick tower guy um the guy that designed trellick tower had a whole thing against people hanging their washing out the window so in the kind of side bit there's the laundry facilities but like the idea of like unnecessarily using a dryer to me is oof. Jesus, yeah, don't yeah, do right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even have a dry in Brighton. <laughs> it's like a, I've got space for one in that house, but you know. But yeah, but yeah, it's like it's that is. But that's the kind of thing unnecessarily doing something. It's like that that um, that per, I've met, I've mentioned this before. The person I know who's changed their Twitter handle mm. it, to is that okay given the climate emergency? <laughs> yeah. And I have it on a post-it above my desk. Actually, it's a good thing. It's like what you're doing now is that okay given <laughs> given that there's a climate emergency? Uh, you know, it's like it's just a stop and think a minute and mm. think about what, 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 whether that thing you really need, that thing you're about to buy, mm. or 
you know, it just doesn't. Yeah. But yeah. La, la. Let's have a let's have a F seven. <laughs> Oh, it's so hot, isn't it? So hot, isn't it? Do you know what's nice, though, when it's hot? Do you what? know what's nice? Living by the sea. Oh, it's lovely. I bet it is. Milan's <laughs> not by the sea. But we do well, have a balcony, yeah. and I'm going to miss the balcony. I'm going to miss going out in the morning and just sitting and just going, ah, some sun. And I'm going to go back to just sitting, being indoors all the time and, like, trying to, like, awkwardly lean out of our window. And then it's only, like, it's, like, it's, like, not that warm and screw it there was there was the time when we were here it's, it's i think it's getting less humid here which apparently makes it a bit more bearable i think it's when it was humid and even if it's like 29 it's like uh, and you just can't think but um uh, 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 uh what was I, I it gave me that like summer holiday feeling it gave me that like i'm i'm somewhere nice away from where i'm normally yeah, yeah, i yeah, quite like yeah. that smell of humidity sometimes but it's not very conducive yeah. to working or something no, um, we uh, yeah. I do. Yesterday, I went. Um, I've quite. I asked my daughter if she wanted to make a to-do list for the summer mm. of what things we should get done while Mummy's not working so much and we're hanging mm. out together. And she went, "I'd like to swim and swim and swim <laughs> and swim." And then at some point, maybe at number seven, she threw in an ice cream. And at some point, a bit later, there was a paddleboard. But mostly, okay. it was to do with swimming. And it is nice. I mean, that is one of the. I'm really up on a, for, on a jollier note. I really want to do a bit of swimming in something because I'm I'm addicted to the cold showers, but I can't get a sufficiently cold shower here anymore. Oh it's like, no! It's just whereas like, me, for the same reason, I'm having cold showers because the water's warm enough, <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really count. Yeah, like it's, you're not getting that. <laughs> feeling where your feet go numb <laughs> like in rome it was i was able to have like a properly cold shower and it's like oh yeah that's the ticket but um now i'm back to like it's kind of cold tepid tap water but i think i've yeah. got to be good at jumping into cold water at this point like that octopus friend guy did you see that my octopus friend yes yes good. oh yeah i think we talked about it oh, he was said he was addicted getting sort of addicted started to crave the cold water i'm like yeah i know what you mean i want it, it makes me feel awake and alive uh, <laughs> but i remember like when i was in morocco and it was like 40 degrees that was like the hottest it's ever like i was sort of on the edge of the safari the safari the sahara <laughs> desert the safari yeah. browser um on the edge of the sahara <laughs> desert uh like in this little kind of guest house and it was 40 degrees and there was there was no way you were thinking about anything you just had to no. sort of mong out all day yeah uh, yeah but the one time like i was just thinking about this the other day like the time sort of took i was like really the only person staying there for a lot of it because i think i chose a bad time when it maybe it was 45 degrees even and um he sort of then the, one of the people sort of drove me to the a nearby swimming pool which was part of another guest house or something it felt a bit weird but i just went and had a swim while he sort of sat on the edge weirdly so i'm just having a swim i guess i'll do some lengths yeah this is fun but it was like it was amazing just like, going in some water like it was it was an amazing it was like i would have loved to have gone swimming a lot more if it just hadn't been this weirdo experience um 
But yeah, by the sea seems like a good place to be when it's like that. Cause, oh, yeah, yes. we, yeah. Well, I went to school in Mostar in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Mostar gets famously hot in the summer because mm. it's kind of in a, it's surrounded by hills and it just sort of warms up like a cauldron. And mm. it, even, I don't know, when I was 13, 14, it'd be 42 degrees sometimes. But school stops early because you cannot expect people to go to school. And it's 42, when it's 42 degrees, you can. <laughs> You, when you say mong, you basically pass out. Yeah. You've got to lie down in a dark room and try not to move or work, use any energy. It's just too too hot to to be. But you know, one thing that in uh, Herzegovina, where my family are from, we're near rivers, yeah. and that that's the other. You know, you just spend your whole time, and that stays icy cold even Does in it? summer. Mm. <laughs> is it enjoyable or is it yeah. unpleasant? No, no, it's enjoyable. Right. I mean, we found a beach here that not many, a wild beach that not many locals go to because it has freshwater sources under mm. the sea and it, right. the sea temperature stays really low and locals won't really go in the sea until it's like right. 22, 23, 24 degrees C. Mm. Whereas over, I don't know what the temperature is over there, but it's proper with bracing, <laughs> even on a really hot day. And then, and people, you can see them, they rock up because it's a beautiful beach. They, they're like, oh, wow, amazing beach. Mm. And they get in the water. And it's like, ah! And then mm. they go away. And it's like, yes, another one's gone. It is funny. Like, you can talk, you can think of this in terms of routine. And definitely, I, I'm sort of struggling with the fact that there is a different routine in Milan. But I'm, I've still sort of brought my existing London routines with me. So I'm just like, when they involve food, it just means I'm doing twice as much food as I was before. Because oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you eat late because in the afternoon, like, it's, it's still... Yeah, it's yeah, like so yeah, hot yeah, in the yeah. day, and you should probably have a nap in the afternoon. But I just want to like, yeah. I like my, I like my. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if you like your, I want to start. I want to be at my desk at nine and work solidly till six, and I'll have a snack in the morning, I'll have lunch, and then I'll eat at six, kind of thing. Um, you, you can by trying to hold on to that that industrial routine. Yeah. That's when you blast the air conditioner all day. Whereas yeah. probably what I should do is like work in the morning when it's okay, then have a break for like the hottest part of the afternoon, and then go yeah. back to work in the evening, and then have dinner, and like change my routine to fit my environment. But that is hard to change your routine. Um, but I guess more of us are going to have to start have to, figuring yeah, that out. Like, and it, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I think. I think Nick struggles with that sort of stuff. He likes. He's very like this is how I live my life. Mm. It's like well you can't <laughs> it's, it's like it's it doesn't so work he's, yeah it doesn't work so he stopped doing last summer he learned that you can't do diy all summer for example yeah. right because you know and like you say you can do i i have definitely taken to getting up and doing computer from six to nine yeah and then you know do it get because it's beautiful and fresh and cool mm. and then and the office doesn't get it yeah so yeah, I think we adapting do, is we hard. Guess, but we, yeah, yeah, we've we've got so used to this idea that we have this total supremacy over our environment that we don't have to care about what it's like outside our walls. Um, it's yeah. it that's that's very damaging <laughs> and unsustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking about it though. Like in winter as well, you, you sort of like you kind of don't. I don't struggle working in winter particularly, except that some days you just feel like you've been in the dark all day. Mm. That's the other thing about. Yeah, yeah. And I think so. Actually, really, we should only be working, working in this definition that we've invented in this twenty first. You know, since yeah. the industrial revolution, we should only be doing that maybe in spring and autumn. Right. 
and then the rest of the time we should just be like just making sure everything's ticking over you know <laughs> a few hours here a few hours there in the winter make sure you go outside for some daylight in the summer make sure you stay inside for some coolness you know what is this obsession with 365 days yeah, it's a year all be the same. Like, and, it's, and there is a, a sort of a globalization aspect to all this but you still like there's time zones so it's not like if we all work at the same time of day everywhere all over the world that that's going to help because you still got to deal with the fact that people are getting yeah, up yeah. at different times and oh well they're just like, i wait you know that sun yeah, is yeah. out at different times so yeah, and it, you know, in the winter, I don't really like getting up early and doing exercise. There's no way I'm getting up at half five it's to go for a, a walk. It's a big room, isn't it, when it's freezing, when it's not but light But in the yet. summer, delighted. I'm like, yeah, look, it's light, it's cool. Mm. Oh, I'm going to go outside. There <laughs> we go. I'm going to play this last clip. Um, the worst thing about it being too hot is that the kind of music I like doesn't make sense when it's hot. I think music is sort of like kind of what? quite intertwined with the environment. Like if you, yeah. I think, you, can, you know, reggae when it's summer. Uh, like that's the one thing I was like, I couldn't live here in Thailand because all the music is it's like Bob Marley all day, every day. And like, I, I like freaking breakcore harsh stuff that only makes sense in Berlin and East London and, <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to listen to the music I like anymore because it's too nice well, here I, I love that idea though that the, I've not thought about it at all because I, I talk to some, I was talking to somebody recently about you know do you feel like you belong like the difference between some ah can't finish my yeah. sentence sometimes when you travel mm. one one travels one tries to bring some of home with them yeah. tea bags uh i don't know whatever it might be yeah. that you're into i'm not a tea drinker but many people travel with Eng proper tea bags mm. um uh, but i do like marmite delivered yeah. wherever i live that okay. kind of thing so you have your you have your things that are don't but they don't really belong to where you are they belong to where you've come from or mm. where you've been and it's like trying to make where you are be the right place to drink a cup of English tea or, or you know, uh, you know go for it. it it's quite an uh, but I'd never thought I'd only thought about it in, in terms of food I'd never thought mm. about it in terms of music <laughs> but it's true it's like art loads of things are different depending on where you are and appropriate or not well, yeah, it's, it. well, it's just like the, the the relationship between music and architecture is quite close. Like, yeah. you, you need a certain sort of building for club music. You need a certain sort of building for hymns and church music. You need a certain sort of, you know, headphones make sense for Billy Eilish. I, mean, I like saying Billy Eilish, um, and etc. etc. But um, but then it's like the weather then is another factor in that architecture, which you know, so it all kind of like is all connected really. But the idea of like bring you know people do bring stuff from where they come, but then they mix in, and we get like yeah. uh, the chicken yeah, yeah. tikka masala and all that. Some of it's brilliant, you know. but you know, but you can't force it. Yeah, and I'm I'm You're still drinking hot cups of coffee. All day. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, Didn't Michael? You? Come on, get, make peace with the idea of cold coffee. Ugh, cold coffee. Ugh. <laughs> my mum spent. We spent a long time in. Uh, when we lived in Hedgesco, mum trying to get things like gooseberry bushes and rhubarb to grow, and uh, it was just not a 
you know, like some things, trying to grow things in the wrong place <laughs> like. is, is a good lesson. It's a good lesson. It's like, yeah, maybe you could get it to work, but mm. it's a lot of what is just not worth it. But I would love to be able to grow. Like, I would like to live somewhere hot just to be able to grow a mango. I'd love yeah. to grow a mango. I'll tell you what, though. I have been, um, I, because in Italy, the, all the produce is just big compared to the uk <laughs> so instead of buying mangoes i've just been getting these italian apples that are like twice the size of an english of an apple you get in the uk and just they just grow these the peppers are enormous everything's just bigger like because i think they've just got so much sun and you know like yeah 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 so yeah. it's cool um but yeah so i'd love to just live somewhere i could grow my own mangoes and then like we'll figure out as long as i live in a house that was designed for the environment then i'm sure i'll be fine i can yeah. adjust my I schedule mean, I've got a problem this year with my tomatoes, Michael. Mm. I've tried to grow big tomatoes. Right. And from Herzegovina, mm. where it, where the temperature is the same, but there's a lot more water. Right. And they just are they looking just like, they're just looking right miserable. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but my cherry tomatoes, they're looking fan-dabby-dozy, fan okay. but yeah. Thanks for listening. Well, there we go. That's the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to play the titles. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you liked this podcast, why don't you go to grandpodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe to your new podcast app of choice if you like. If you want to support it, we've got Patreon, patreon.com slash grandpodcast. Uh, we'll, we're not going to send you a mug anymore. Sorry, everyone, you missed the boat on that, so forget you. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, Slack, you can join. Um, videos are out. You get video episodes. You can see where we are. You can see the little video snippets I make. All that kind of thing. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. You can find me at michaelforestmusic.com. You can find me at goodtohear.co.uk. And you can find me at theburgeoningsquares.tv. And you can also use my app, dungood.app. And I'm just making so much stuff and promoting none of it, which is why I will never own a Lamborghini. Good point. So, uh, I mean, Ivanka's going to start work on this whole uh, program soon, even though yeah, yeah, I am. she's not allowed to work because that's against the rules, but she's allowed to think about it. Yeah, I am. mind is opened. Um, with that, we'll <laughs> just see you next week, and I'll be back in boring old London. So take care, have a good one, and don't die from the heat, please. Bye. 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 bye, bye, bye. bye.